Ultra. Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate Spider-Man 2, one freeze frame minute at a time. I'm Zach Luna. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Naomi Wong. Hey, Gnomes. Welcome. Our good good pal Naomi has returned. Thank you again for Minute 66 today. uh, Minute 66 is the one that begins with Peter raising his pen to answer a question in class. (laughs) Such a nerd. And ends with Algernon asking... Are you glad to hear it? Um, mm-hmm. This is uh, we finish our montage today, people. <laughs> yeah. So so okay. So there's a couple of things that uh, that I wanna I wanna point out here. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So before we even get to uh, uh, the freeze frame, which I think I, I have I have a lot to say about the freeze frame <laughs> um, because because there there it's. It it is it is way less weird than you think it is, but we'll get there. We'll we'll get there. Um, so so one of the things uh, this wide shot of him in class, yes, um, isn't this is the shot right? We were talking about this, um, like earlier. Were we talking about this earlier this season, or was this off mic when we were talking about this? The the lead from. Grey's Anatomy is like an extra oh, in this scene yeah. or rumored to be an extra in this scene and and supposedly being Gwen Stacy or something like that. Wasn't there right, like a right. weird thing with that? Yeah, there was like some sort of vague rumor about that. That yeah. is hard to actually. Uh, yeah, because I'm looking at this shot and I'm like, I don't see her at no. all. No. I, and, I, and of course, it could be one of those things where if she was there, they just the shot she's in didn't make it to the final edit. But right. These are the they try to use everybody in these big wide shots and I don't I don't see it. I don't no. see it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> that was that was one thing that I just wanted to bring up because I, I Good, just remember yeah. that. I just remember that and, and now that we're here, I'm just like, those people are crazy. Like this isn't yeah. <laughs> She's not here. She's not here. Um anyway. What is random. that actress's name? Uh um, Gray? Ke- Ke- uh Doctor Doctor Gray. I don't know. Dr. Gray. Is her name Gray? I don't even know. You know, Gray. I, <laughs> I think the point was that her name was Gray, but yeah. I have never seen the show, so I don't know. Yeah, I think I think her name is Gray, and it's like a pun on the book that you have to right, read as like a the main text. The, for... Yeah, the main textbook as a as a as a doctor. Gray's Anatomy yeah. as a textbook. Ellen, Ellen Pompeo played Meredith Grey. Is right. The okay. Character. So there they're being go. cutesy. I, I get yeah. it. I get it. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, I don't know, like a bajillion other shows like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's lots of cutesy names in shows like no. that. Um, no. But she's definitely not in the scene. And those people who say that she is are crazy. Uh, <laughs> it's true. It's um, not. 
Speaking of the shot itself, I just I get a kick out of how goofy this is. Just the the goofiness of what's involved in this type of shot because this is a big old push in on Peter mm-hmm. on like a crane arm. Mm-hmm. And then it's matched with a push in on Dylan Baker when when Dr. Connors calls on him. Uh, and to pull this off, I, like I, you have to be committed to this type of aesthetic and really excited about it because this is a lot of work for a one second shot like this. Um, yeah, but it is it's selling that feeling that we've been talking about last week of you know the we don't present the world realistically here in this montage. We present it the way he feels about having this new lease on life. So right. a goofy move like this fits even though it's very goofy yeah i and i also i just really love like there are certain things that you just sort of you don't even see when you're just watching the movie you know Mm -hmm. but then watching it this way like i it immediately occurs to me that there is no one sitting directly in front of or directly behind peter (laughs) because they want him to like stick out like a sore thumb in the frame you know yeah yeah. Um, I just, I, that's just so funny. Uh, just like, just like the fake movie stuff that they have to do to like make things look natural, even though they're <laughs> obviously not, you know, um, just weird. Yeah. Also, uh, can we talk about the like 55 year old man, uh, to the right of, of Peter yes. there? Yeah. Why? It, Why it looks like him. I don't know. It looks like he looks like someone auditing the class. Um, <laughs> Which makes actually, which makes this make more sense because Dr. Connors has so much life about him when he's asking the question and it's Mm -hmm. like very performative and over the top. And, and Peter is like, I will answer the question. (laughs) Um, And it it almost feels like something they rehearsed. Like he took Peter aside and was like, okay, look, there's going to be a guy who's coming in to audit the class. (laughs) This could mean a raise for me. I I could I'd really appreciate it if you kind of showed off a little to really <laughs> show how right. how great of a, a professor I am and he's like absolutely <laughs> anything to get back in your good graces Dr. Connors yeah. Uh, yeah and that's why he's so happy when he's hopping out of class later Kirk Connors is like good job man because like <laughs> you know he just signed his new contract as a yeah. as a professor I just made tenure yeah I just made yeah. tenure thanks man you did it so that's that's probably Dr. Connor's favorite uh, extra in this scene. But who's who's our individual favorite extras here? I just like the one guy on the far left uh, of the frame who's not really paying attention to anybody. He's just looking down at his own notes uh, because yeah. I guess he's lost or something. <laughs> I, I like the idea of him just being like, is this is this the right class? Am I in the right class? <laughs> <laughs> Just hanging out, like yeah. All right, I'll deal with this later. <laughs> like, I, I like I like the 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 girl right next to him who's like mm. looking down at something, kind of like angrily. I don't know. She's oh just yeah, like, like a little bit in disgust. <laughs> She's got her she notes. looks like a yeah, yeah yeah yeah. She looks like a comic book character with her like big bright jacket thing. Yeah, I don't know. Something about the aesthetic really is charming. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's also you, the like, the woman between them. Who looks like she definitely had an affair with Dr. Kirk Connors. And, just, <laughs> and he ended it and she is just staring daggers at him. Like like a couple weeks before this, she had, uh, what is it in Indiana Jones? Like written on her uh, eyelids. Like Oh, yeah. Like, love you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I like the guy who looks like he's asleep at the back. He's oh, oh yeah. There yeah, he like is. Holding himself up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just, he does not move. 
He doesn't in blink. A, he doesn't in move. In a turtleneck. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. He's committed to it. Yeah. I don't I never did like a cl- I've mentioned this in some of the earlier minutes, but I never did like a big lecture class like this. So they always mm. seem exciting and cool to me. Like like could you actually get away with like napping in the back of one of these if you yes. hundred yourself up? What? 100%. Even yeah. even like even like smaller lecture halls to be honest. Like I mean, mm. yeah. granted the ones I did weren't science, they were like media, mm-hmm. but there was yeah. I mean, the thing yeah, about was... the thing about lecture halls is that like you're not really interacting with your professor that much in lecture uh-huh. halls because they're literally just lecturing you. Oh. Um, it's yeah. like they're it's the just throwing up. Yeah. yeah, they're just throwing up a PowerPoint and mm-hmm. going through the motions, and they do that you know five times a day to right. all the classes, and you just sit there and you take notes or. Or you like, or you do like me, and you pull out your cell phone and just take a picture of the powerpoints. <laughs> oh, we had we had even better. We had they were downloadable after the lecture. You could download the powerpoint. Well, why would oh you even God. go to class at that? Well, point? because yeah. they would because they would say things that weren't on the powerpoint and blah blah blah. So that's why you pull out your little uh, audio recorder. You get your oh. audio recorder. You download the powerpoint. You're set. Yeah. yeah. Golly. Yeah. No. I had. I went to a weirdo liberal arts college so all of our classes were capped at 25 so most mm. of the time you would have like 10 people in your class and it would be a lot of like direct conversation shenanigans so there yeah. was no <laughs> yeah that no was what out. most of mine were except for yeah. like i decided to take media meanings or whatever and mm-hmm. right yeah media meanings. yeah I, i've had we we have uh, at the college i went to we had three it's a smaller college so we only had mm-hmm. three lecture halls that yeah. i know of there's a bunch of buildings that i never went in um, I, you <laughs> sure. know, cause I, I didn't have anything to do with those, those schools, but, yeah. uh, but the, the ones that I went into, I, I was only aware of three and I, mm-hmm. I had classes in two and then the third, I shot one of my short films in there. Um, oh, nice. because yeah. look, I, you know, most college classrooms, they don't look like college classrooms. Like the, mm-hmm. like it's only the lecture <laughs> halls that look like college classrooms look. Yeah. And that's because <laughs> movies have taught us that that's what college classrooms yeah. look like. Right. It reads that way. Yeah. yeah. Cause, Cause otherwise you think, Oh, are they just in grade school then? Are they just right around a desk? Right. Yeah. Is this a conference room? All I yeah. see, I see a whiteboard and I see like tables. Like, yeah. <laughs> the only difference, the only difference between a high school classroom and most college classrooms is that most college classrooms they don't have windows and high school classrooms yeah. do. And high, high school classrooms have a lot more stuff than college classrooms now. That's yeah. also true. They got yeah. so no. much more money. Yeah. Things college classrooms look like everybody just moved in. Yeah. Uh, all the time. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I was, I was, at, um, I went to Columbia college in Chicago for a while and mm-hmm. the theater rooms. Yeah. It looked like, old office buildings that maybe people had been murdered in and they got on like a cheap <laughs> budget, you know, like the, all of the all of the carpets were like slightly stained. There was yeah. dents in all the walls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was you know, it's where you yeah. put the theater kids. Yeah, it's charm to it. Yeah, yeah. I it was my um my first year at college. They were just finishing building the brand new big performing arts center for the theater. So like the first semester, we had a couple classes in the old theater area that was just like that. Like in the basement of the like humanities building where all the English students were, you know, it's like everything's been painted black and then chips yeah. have come out of the walls and stuff. It's like, well, we do theater here. And here's uh, a wooden box. Do with, with it what you will. <laughs> um, where did they get those wooden boxes? Like, I don't know. They're in they're every single theater space. Quintessential wooden boxes. Yeah. <laughs> and what was hilarious was when we went to the new fancy one, the like, oh, we spent millions on this new theater building. 
they still had boxes, but they were like, <laughs> they were like molded plastic, like fancy oh, boxes, but they were just still boxes. <laughs> these are but they're professional better. theater boxes. These, yeah, they're better. These ones, yeah. these ones won't give you splinters and they won't, no one's foot is going to go through that in the middle of a performance. True. Yeah. You could stack them. They were very sturdy, but it was just, I just loved the idea that it was like, oh, what's the ritzier version of this? Just. Plastic. Fancy boxes. Yeah. Just plastic fancy boxes. Not, not about um, metal. Not metal. That's too far. <laughs> yeah, it'll be too But dangerous. like, yeah. <laughs> plastic. Plastic's um, good. Speaking of theater, I mean, before we get to theater theater, uh, when we do have this exit bit here, um, out into the sunshine outside the after the class or whatever, um, this location is uh, the Hamilton Hall at Columbia University, Chicago. I mean, not Chicago. You, the Chicago stuck in my brain because you said that. Uh, yeah, it's it, Columbia University, New York, obviously. Yeah. Um, the Columbia University. Yes. And the perhaps, yeah, the proper one. Uh, perhaps viewers in the future will just think this is another Broadway nod. What with the Hamilton, you can see the word Hamilton and whatnot, and the and the statue uh, behind Peter on the on the right hand side of the frame. You can see a statue as we as we go further out here, mm-hmm. and that statue is of Hamilton. It's Alexander a, uh, Hamilton, the, Alexander the man. Hamilton. Yeah. Yes. The man, yeah, the yeah. actual dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 1908, it, it was, it's a replica made in 1908 of an 1892 sculpture by William Ordway Partridge mm. that stands in front of the Hamilton Grange National Memorial, like the Hamilton Museum. Mm. Uh, and prior to 2015, it was probably the most famous image of Hamilton other than the $10 bill was this statue of him with this specific frock coat and standing in this way. And this statue, not this one, but the original one, it was one of the inspirations for the logo of the musical, uh, which is basically oh. the same figure, but with one arm raised like the triumphant end of a song. So it was the yeah. William Manuel saying, well, it's that old ver- version of, of Hamilton, but he's singing. <laughs> and that's, yeah. how they made, that's how they made the logo. Yes. Fun. It's Alexander <laughs> Hamilton, but rock. But rock, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he might be rapping. Who knows? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anything could happen. Anything. Um, so, uh, okay. Before we get to the freeze frame again, yes. I'm just, I'm just going to keep putting it off because I've got a lot to say about it, but I have a question that I want to pose to the group because it was something that it didn't occur to me until after we had recorded with Nick last week for the majority of the montage. Uh huh. So we have this montage showing Peter, you know, being very happy, go lucky. He's getting his life back after giving up Spider-Man. Uh, You know, he's just a normal human college boy and he's doing his homework and he's fixing his bike and he's eating hot dogs. You know, he's 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 just he's having a real good time. Um, Here's my question. What is he doing for money? Because Mm. he he can't sell pictures. Yeah, he he can't sell pictures of Spider-Man because there is no Spider-Man. Oh, he got fired for delivering pizzas, so he can't do that. So what's he doing? How is he earning maybe, money? I'm like, maybe he's using his brains that he supposedly has and is tutoring people. Oh, oh I like that. Sort of a uh, Otto Octavius Peter Parker approach. Uh, yeah. That's sort of that. Name? Isn't that isn't that why he first gets involved with Gwen Stacy in the third movie? Is he's tutoring her? Am I misremembering that? Man, I am always misremembering that movie. Uh, yeah, there's so yeah. many parts in it that it's hard to keep everything, <laughs> keep yeah. track of everything. Um, yeah, I don't know. Tutoring's but, good. Maybe, yeah, maybe he finally was. took out some loans. Maybe he is just... I, you maybe, can't take yeah. out loans in the middle of the semester. Yeah, but... Well, 
Yeah. <laughs> and Joel McHale was not giving him loan. That's true. Yeah, even yeah. if he went for a more conventional, like businessy loan, how would he? Um, maybe he's he's so carefree that he doesn't have to worry about going further and further into debt like that. <laughs> yeah, what you don't see is all he can eat is those like two dollar hot dogs you get from the street vendors. That's his only meal. Yeah, yeah. and one lasts him like two days, and then. <laughs> that's wow, why, that's why he went after it so ravenously, yeah. like a um, like a cheetah. Yeah, yeah. This yeah, this is a this is a legitimate hole in the story not like a i mean it's it's a hole in the story in so much as like when you watch a sitcom and you're like what do they do all day um (laughs) you know or or like when does when do people go to the bathroom like you know it's it's that kind of hole where it's like not really a hole i mean it's whatever but it was something that i was just thinking about like of all the things that they put into that montage like nobody thought to like give him a job like yeah. maybe maybe they were trying to imply with him fixing his bike that he was able to somehow get back to the delivery stuff. To doing delivery. Oh, maybe. Too many people yeah. got deported and he just no one wanted to work for him because he was always yelling at them well, and telling them they can't cook and stuff. So Peter's just gone back there. He'd be possibly. he'd also be a very good like just delivery like like messenger, like a bike messenger. Mm. Yeah. You know? Maybe yeah. he becomes one of the bike messengers that he complained and lied about in the first movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The, mm. One of the David Kep uh, uh, bike messengers. <laughs> yeah. Um, didn't yeah. he write Rush? The... Yeah. David yeah, Kep yeah, did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. It does seem like there's a missing uh, bit of info here. I, M- I missed never... opportunity, I think, more yeah, than anything. Yeah. It's not like I, the, the story I, doesn't work in that moment. It's right, a montage. So right. we get it. Um, I just, I would have loved to see Peter doing another job, but being like really happy about doing a crappy job. Yeah, um, you know, like, like a, just it's just a dumb college kid job, and he's just like, like so happy to be doing it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Would you like fries with that?" And then he just gives that smile and maybe yeah. it because he's Peter Parker. Oh my god, if that had been the freeze frame, oh man, <laughs> just like him with like a little like steak and shake hat, like a little yes, with the stripes on it. Yeah, yeah. ding. That's- yeah. That's great. I want it. <laughs> oh, man. That would have been great. Um, so, okay. So, the freeze frame. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, the the freeze frame is one of those things that you either love it or it's the thing that you hate the most about this movie um, L- is what I I was watching earlier and I at first I thought the clips was there was something wrong with the clip that I had. <laughs> and then I watched my, my own copy and I was like, oh. No, that's just the movie. <laughs> okay. Because it looked like maybe the DVD skipped. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But no, apparently that was an artistic choice mm-hmm. or an error in rendering that they never got round to fix. I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, it's it's either either you are totally on board for it and that's that freeze frame is the moment that you just, you're like giggling this whole time and then the freeze frame is when you completely lose it which is what right. happened to me when i was in the theater <laughs> um i just i loved it but then yeah uh or or it's the thing where people are like all right i'm out i can't i can't <laughs> deal with these movies and that's normally what because i i feel like um younger people who uh, are watching these movies as like you know the kind of like the tim burton batman movies in that way right. where they're yeah. they they are they are well versed in the nolan movies and they go back and watch the tim burton movies and they're like what is this why is it like this um <laughs> why are you like this <laughs> right yeah um i i feel like this freeze frame is one of those things that really gets under their skin uh, just, yeah. 
so but here's the thing there is yeah. actually a legitimate artistic reason for why this is here okay uh and, and like like legit like actually okay. legit because i did some research on this and oh my God. as we talked about last week this song raindrops are falling on our head comes from the film butch cassidy and the sundance kid correct um that's where uh it won the oscar for best song that year um in in 1969 uh and yeah it's it was a it was a huge like pop hit um, and it was really weird. It was a really weird song in Butch and Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. It's this really weird scene where uh, where where Butch um, is like riding a bike with this girl around this farm, and then he like playfully falls over a fence, and then makes eye contact with a bull, and then the bull chases him, and he has to get Perfect. back on his bike and run away. Um, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, <laughs> but there, so like, there's this really weird scene and I went back and watched that scene. Cause I was like, well, maybe there's a, maybe there's a freeze frame in that scene where that is like, this is in reference to that. Right. And so mm-hmm. I watched the scene. There's no, there's no freeze frame. However, I have seen Butch Cassidy and the Sundance kid before, um, mm. a, a few times. And there is a very famous phrase frame in Butch Cassidy and the Sundance kid. Oh. Have either of you seen Butch Cassidy and the Sundance kid? No, I have no. not gotten to. No, it, okay. Well, to my shame. <laughs> spoilers yeah. for Butch Cassidy. Major, major spoilers for Butch Cassidy and the Sundance. I mean, Kid it's been. I think there's been enough. T- I think there's been enough time you can spoil. Okay, <laughs> so so the end of the movie. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid are. Uh, they are uh, bank robbers who mm-hmm. uh, ru- they do this one big job and then escape to Mexico. Uh, but they are in the third act. They are found in Mexico. And their whole gang is uh, killed by the authorities and they are trapped in a church and uh, they realize they are surrounded and there's no way out. And they decide that they're going to run outside in a blaze of glory and take out as many of the of the authorities as they can before they're mm-hmm. shot to death. Got it. And they run. They're like ready. They're like ready, Butch. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sundance. And then they both run outside and start shooting and it freeze frames on them. And then you just hear the guns going off of all of the cops shooting them dead. Good. But you don't see them die. You just see them fro- oh, forever frozen right before going down in a blaze of glory. Is Got it a blurry it. motion shot as well? Yes. Okay. Um, I was and, like, why is it blurry? <laughs> right. Yeah, no, it is. And I think what he, what this moment is saying is that he's happy now. But all of all of this is about to end. Oh, that's fun. He's Wait. not going to get away with this. Essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I really so I really love this as like a because, you know, they're using the song from Butch Cassidy, the Sundance Kid. And then he he uses this freeze frame to use, you know, people's pop culture knowledge of this very famous movie. Yeah. To sort of like subconsciously remind you of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid and sort of like, you know, make you it's like a, it's like, a, a, you know, uh, what is that called? Whether you're where you're predetermining what's going to happen later in the movie. foreshadowing foreshadowing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 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 It's like a fore, foreshadowing moment. Um, I like that. Yeah. yeah. 
I also, I mean, not for nothing, but the timing of it just makes me laugh every time. So yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You know, no, absolutely. I would it's hilarious. be on board with it for just how doofy it is. Right. Uh, but that's great that it like has a legitimate layer of meaning behind it. Um, mm-hmm. I, like, I just feel like if you're not on board with the freeze frame, you're not on board with like the whole approach here where like, yeah, <laughs> we're going to get goofy. It, it's I just, you know, I now I'll see this very funny moment <laughs> as a very funny moment. But before I was just confused. Sure. Yeah. I was like, why is this here? <laughs> I wasn't angry. I was just confused. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> um, so this is. This is a very tiny stage. Yes. I, I have appropriate for off Broadway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have been in a play with a bigger stage than this. <laughs> and I'm not even, I don't even consider myself an actor, but I've been in a, I've been the lead in a play that had a bigger stage than this. Uh, <laughs> this is a, there are, there are off, off Broadway houses that are smaller than that. Wow. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we did we did uh, one of our showcases in Off Broadway House, which was definitely smaller than that, and we had to dance, and there was twenty of us. It was oh, great. Oh God. boy, how <laughs> how do we even survive? Like, <laughs> is it like I mean, five you know, rows? Was it like four rows of five people, and that's that's what you do? No, yeah, there was like five rows of like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever know. the math is. I can't yeah. even rem- I don't know. Yeah. There's just a lot of us and lots of legs yeah. and yeah. Yeah, this this definitely brings back memories. I rem- I did <laughs> I did Pirates of Penzance on a stage about this big once. Nice. Uh, it was <laughs> Got to tell you trying to coordinate like, you know, pirates raiding uh manor houses and stuff with <laughs> that amount of space was not ideal there's a lot of uh imagination on the part of the audience involved with that yeah that looks yeah. about the size of we we're, we're taking um a shakespeare into different schools and so it's different spaces every time oh yeah and yeah that's about a mid medium size stage that where we've done the show on you've done it on smaller and larger than oh that. yeah yeah, yeah. Well, at least with like Elizabethan theater, you can get away with the fact that the large majority of the like setting is just people describing who oh, yeah. you are. So like you don't need much in the way. It's of like, oh look, space. there are things in the distance that we, ca- we cannot <laughs> see, but we can talk about at great length. Allow yeah, me to monologue. Walk into the scene and say, "Welcome back to this castle." Uh, <laughs> it's really yeah, interesting, like the the sort of budgetary difference between off Broadway stuff and. Uh, com- like community theater, which is what I was mm-hmm. in because yeah. it's, you know, community theater, you're pulling a bunch of favors and things. And so like ultimately uh, and like not for profit money and all of that yeah, stuff. And like yeah. u- ultimately you can end up with a better looking show sometimes than off Broadway oh, yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. The acting mm-hmm. might not be as good, but, <laughs> yeah. but, but the, but the actual set will sometimes look better because you can pull so many favors and things like I was in when, when I was in that play, it was uh, born yesterday. Have you guys, have either of you heard of that mm, born no. yesterday? Mm. Um, so the whole thing takes place in a hotel and the, Oh, perfect. Yeah. The set people, they built an entire, you know, hotel room. Um, yeah. and it's like a fancy hotel room with like a, like a working elevator in the back. And what? like, it was, yeah, no. Yeah. Oh it was like a yeah. whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, granted, it was like it was a working air quote working elevator. It was like with a pulley system. There was people back right, there, right? But it moved, doing, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's yeah. like 
a space like this, you know, even with this kind of funding behind it, you know, it's <laughs> arts in the U.S. Uh, right. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> well, because they just they, it's that thing where it's like, well, this is all well and good where I was, you know, doing doing my thing. Um, yeah. But but this is New York, and mm-hmm. they're they're like, well, we have regular Broadway. That's where we're going to put the money. Like we're not yeah. going to give you our money. <laughs> like <laughs> you just do what you can with what you what you get. But like you know, your tickets are thirty five dollars, and it's it's whatever. Like yeah. that's the you know regular Broadway is where all the money is, and so you're just sort of like not community theater because that's not really a thing, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> but you're also not Broadway, so you just kind of get stuck with this, uh, this sort of uh, you know very simplistic set and lots of yeah, imagination. Yeah, I love the I love the little trees. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Like it's smartly done for the amount sure. that they have to work with. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I like it. But it's yeah, it's definitely that um that middle ground in between like you know having a bunch of support from a community versus having a bunch of support from like the money people at large in between when you're still a professional, but you're not on the big stage is this weird trough that you mm-hmm. live in and yeah. struggle in. Um, I, I have to say, I'm impressed that off Broadway, they filled that many seats. Oh yeah. 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 Like people showed up for this. It's <laughs> like yeah. a legit hit. Although I will <laughs> say the guy sitting next to Peter is, he's not impressed. with this <laughs> he, I mean, she, she stopped to have a conversation with the guy next to him. <laughs> I wouldn't be impressed. Yeah. Also, can I just point out there's a fire code thing? Like the exit sign is not lit up. <laughs> yeah, that's a big no-no. You got to mm-hmm. have lit exit signs. Yeah. Even like Well, even when you're like shooting in a space where it's like, oh, we're filming something so it's not for real real shut off the exit sign. Can we shut it off while we shoot? No this footage there's like it's a whole rigmarole with like the yeah. locations people to, to manage except that. that this is a set and bill pope can get what he wants yes of course yes in this particular <laughs> case yeah this isn't like a real theater yeah um, this is probably in a warehouse of the stony lot uh right. sony lot um, the stony lot <laughs> you know where all okay. the stones happen oh are, um, we, are we in the flintstones now is that yeah of course that's <laughs> that's what they would you... call the sony lot in the flintstones <laughs> the stony lot uh, this, this bit where she makes eye contact with, with Peter in the audience, mm-hmm. um, I, 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 I think if I'm not mistaken, like the shots are very similar and everything. I think this is, uh, a, a, a for a, like a visual foreshadowing of the, of Peter's identity reveal. Yes. Yes. Later. The, the like, mask hi. bit. Yeah. yeah. At the end. Yeah, <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, it's a good um, it's a good beat here. I mean, not just in terms of how it's written, but like in the entire montage before this, we've been having lots and lots of camera movement. You know, either there's a lot of like movement happening in the frame and the camera is pushing in real close or pushing back. Like, you know, how we had the earlier stuff with Dr. Connors or people moving past and whatnot. Every shot has had the camera in motion. And it's been getting slower as we get close to here. I mean, like, Peter's reveal is still a camera move, but, you know, a slightly slower one. Our little push-in on MJ is another slow one. And the slowest it gets is when she sees him. And then our first static shot in this whole raindrop sequence to now mm-hmm. is the shot of Peter sitting there when she notices him. And it's just everything becomes quiet for a moment, and they have mm-hmm. this dorky beat. I, I do really like that, because it's sort of showing that he's, like solid as a rock right now mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. 
Um, he's not, uh, uh, I don't know, flighty like he has been. And Mm -hmm. he's He's dependable. Yeah. He's got like a, he's, he's anchored, you know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his glasses don't have any glass in them. No. (laughs) The lady behind him, her glasses are real. His, there's no lenses in there. Not in this shot, no. Because they have such a direct light in his eyes. Um, It's just, it's just funny that the woman behind him has actual glasses on have the light <laughs> shining back and his yeah. is just not there. Yeah. Well, you got to prioritize those, uh, those peepers <laughs> on your lead actor. You know, I, uh, I, I had this thing happen. Did I mention this on the pocket? I think it was on the weekend bugle, but I, uh, I got new headshots recently and I, I wear my glasses that I need them to see. They're part of my like personal brand and whatnot. So I <laughs> needed them in my, in my shots and I've been booking parts where like the glasses are part of it like oh we need somebody who looks nerdy get that glasses guy and so like yeah. they've been i need them to be in my booking materials when i'm sending out submissions so people know that i look like a legit nerd with glasses on and i showed up to the headshot appointment and the guy was like i we got it we gotta do something about these lenses man like what's with the glasses i'm like i need them i need them to see and i need them to book work and he's like okay but like you know you know how the lights work and all that. i was like yeah 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 but he's like if you're doing a close shot on somebody's face with direct lighting, which is how you're going to shoot a lot of headshots, and it's the type of lighting that's on Peter here, mm-hmm. he's like, those reflections are going to kill me. And what I ended up doing, I have cheap enough glasses that I popped out my <laughs> prescription lenses. Oh, my God. Amazing. They're in the studio, yeah, and left them on the table and then shot my <laughs> shot my shots without the lenses and then put them back in while we were reviewing the footage. Oh, man. That's how important it was. Because I thought my thought was... All right, if I break these right now, at least I wear cheap glasses and I can, you know, I've got contacts yeah. in my car. I can repair them, but I at least I'll have the frames for the shots and that's that's what's important monetarily. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, something similar is happening here with yeah. Pete and his eyes. Oh, man. <laughs> Hi. Uh, I I just I I really love this exchange of looks. Yeah. Um I just I don't know. I really she's just so happy that he's here, but like her feelings are going to be immediately, you know, more complex in a second. But yeah. right now, she's just so happy to see him because that's, you know, that's genuinely how she feels. She's not thinking mm-hmm. about all of the complications that come with what he's doing here. Yeah. Um, right now, he's just she just she's just happy to see him. But I will say, um, while Spider Man. <laughs> Spider-Man has been ruining Peter's life. Peter is now showing up ruining everyone else's life. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let her know ahead of time, Peter. Come on. It's courtesy. Or at least don't sit in, like, the front row so she can obviously see you. Um, Yeah, the stage door after... You know Uh you know what? I forgot to look this up. I wanted to look this up. Maybe I'll look it up for tomorrow. Um, Uh we're, We're in importance of being earnest is this scene that she's playing right now oh uh i don't know i'm not as familiar enough with it this is i want to know how far into this play before she realized that peter was watching oh yeah like what if this is like the last (laughs) section of the play (laughs) right (laughs) and she looks over like what there he is yeah no i should (laughs) yeah i hope this is early in the play yeah we'll look it up um Mm. yeah it's this moment feels very real to me like mm-hmm. the the panic i guess we'll talk more about it tomorrow but uh mm-hmm. 
something throwing you off your game on stage for a moment uh and then we're all now we're all in that moment mm-hmm. together oh no oh no What's honestly happening? everything in these three minutes with naomi this week uh all they everything is real like i am mm-hmm. i'm mm-hmm. really into these minutes actually a lot <laughs> um, but uh yeah no this this moment um i remember i don't know how 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 I mean you guys I've only been in one play and we had an actor who <laughs> could not remember their lines and we had our script supervisor person stage director or whatever on the side mm-hmm. who is this guy specifically what would you call him a stage manager stage, stage manager okay yeah. yeah we had somebody with cue cards because they knew which lines they had trouble <laughs> with yeah I, I mean community theater what are you gonna do yeah. you know sure. yeah nobody's yeah. getting paid to be there so it's like well. We can only expect so much, I guess. Um, <laughs> so they did. They did cue cards uh, for the lines that they had a lot of trouble with. Plus, they were they were very old. Um, yeah, that's happened. But but yeah. uh, the this 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 idea of like somebody just completely freezing up or um, their their sort of uh, attention getting you know taken away or you know whatever um, mm-hmm. is this. How often has this happened to you guys in plays and stuff? All the time. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. It happens a lot. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I was, it's less I was, about it happening and more about how you get back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, we, we were doing, uh, we we're doing the Scottish play at the moment, and we were mm-hmm. doing, I'm one of the witches. We were doing Act 4, Scene 1, which is the cauldron scene, which is the most famous scene. Yeah. We have a whole thing. There's music. We have this whole thing. I'm doing, I don't know, stuff physical action on the side with the other witch while the third one is speaking. Mm-hmm. And I found myself while witch number one was doing her bit, I suddenly was just not aware where I was at all. Oh. <laughs> I, d- I don't know what happened, but I got it back before we had to switch positions and I had to do my bit, so it was fine. Uh-huh. But stuff like that, like, you know, you just deal with it. Yeah. yeah. You're just, you're, where you're just, your mind just sort of wanders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to I like mean, scramble yeah. to get back. Just kind of dissociated. It was fine. Um, yeah, I had a um, a, a professor in uh, when I when I was studying acting in college who phrased it as like when a disaster happens and they will happen no matter what run mm-hmm. of what play at what level you're doing. Um, when a disastrous thing happens, your job is to just accept it and then fold it back into the world of the play. The only yeah. thing that's like a real danger at that moment is to stop the play entirely. Um, you just let something new happen. So his, his example was always like, if, if there's something dumb that happens with a prop and it breaks, uh, you don't just ignore it. You pick it up and fix it or you move it somewhere else. Like you just, whatever weird thing has happened has to become part of the play. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh gosh. Just suddenly remembered. Someone threw a fake pear at us in the middle of a performance. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It was like it's like a squishy pear. It's made of fabric oh. and it's got like foam inside it. Yeah. No yeah. one else noticed that it had been thrown on stage except me. Yeah. Luckily, I was a witch, so I got to just like witch my way over to it. Pick it yeah. up, look at it, look at it in disgust, and then throw it into the cauldron, and then we continue yeah. the show. Oh, ooh, <laughs> nice! Yeah. yeah, I had one. I think I, t- I, t- I mentioned this on the podcast earlier, but like, I was doing a a, a play where I turn into a rhinoceros. Uh, rhinoceros is amazing. The name of the play, yeah. And um, in the transformation scene, 
the way the gag worked is I would keep leaving to go the back or the bathroom and then I'd come back painted more gray and green and weird. Uh, yes. And so we had this like whole thing in the back with several doors in it, this like farcical piece of uh, stage, whatever. Um, and I'd have to come in and out of the doors and the guy who was playing Beranger was like very scared and about it. And he broke one of the doors because he slammed up against it in fear. And it was the door I had to exit out of to continue the scene as I was turning into a rhinoceros. And I, there was like a stagehand back there, like on his little uh, headset, like communicating, like he's broken the door. I don't know what we're supposed to do. What are we going to do? And we had enough time for me to think like, okay, I can either like try to find a different door to exit in and cover that, or I can just really commit to this. And so what I did was I grabbed the door where it was broken. And when I came out, I just tore the door off its hinges and kind of like nice. threw it down. And I made like a rhinoceros roar or whatever and kept doing the scene. And like afterwards people are like, Oh man, that was great. Like how did you pull off that special effect? And it was just, no, it was just a, a screw up that we made part of the play. Um, <laughs> yeah. I remember I I saw um I when I was uh when I was in college I took an acting class and like one of the things in the acting class is like we want to fill the seats of like the real the the real actors in the theater department uh when they're doing their show so like you have to go to the show uh, every show that is that's happening this semester and you have to like write a paper about it or whatever. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it's like, it's like forced support, forced moral support. Um, so, so we, I, I went to see, uh, a funny thing happened on the way to the forum, um, mm-hmm. that was playing there. And, uh, there's a point at which one of the characters is, uh, dead and then is like sort of like brought back to life or whatever. Um, yeah. Or maybe they're just dead. I think they're just dead. Yeah, they're just dead. Um, so they're just dead, and and they're they're at this like sort of like funeral scene where they're sort of around this dead character and talking about him. And one of the one of the characters messed up their line and uh, and like said something accidentally kind of foul, and everyone was laughing like everyone was like chuckling in the audience and the guy who was playing the person who's supposed to be dead just loses it and is just <laughs> convulsing on the on the rock where they're just like their body is laid and they're just convulsing which makes every the rest of the cast members start to lose it and then the whole audience starts laughing and the guy who's supposed to say his line can't say his line so then the guy who's playing the dead body finally just sits up and then just goes and just looks at the audience and just goes just does like this sort of take a deep breath motion and then and, and let it out and he's like okay and then just lays back down and they continue the scene wait that's beautiful i yeah. love it, it is it's fantastic better than it going well yeah yeah and i was so excited that i got to be there for that yes yeah i don't people like in the moment, you always think, oh, no, if something goes wrong in this play, it's going to be the worst thing ever. And the audience is going to hate us and they're going to think, oh, who are these jokers? They don't know how to do it. As a mm-hmm. frequent audience member, my favorite trips to the theater are when things go wrong. Yeah. Because it's yeah. part of the charm of live theater. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, just the, it's just the critics who are going to be snooty about it. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. Like, what do like they just, know? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like everyone who's just there to watch the play, they're just like, I got to see something that no one else got to see because it only yeah. happened in my thing, you know? Yeah. That's so much <laughs> I, better. When it, when it comes to people messing up on stage, I urge people to look up uh, Jonathan Groff mm. uh, talking about the time he forgot 
all of the lyrics to one of the songs in Spring Awakening. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a very serious moment in the show. Um, <laughs> but I don't want to tell it here because I want you to look it up. It's on YouTube. Jonathan Groff retelling. Yeah, it's it's the song All Things All Things Are Left Behind. Yeah. Uh, Left Behind is the name of the song. I can't and wait to hear how he yes. dealt with that. Yeah, <laughs> because he he reenacts it. So it's yeah, it's fantastic. Oh awesome. man, look it up. All right, <laughs> you should you should post that in the Spider Man group when this episode goes up. I will. Yes, right. remind me. Give me a, a little nudge. All right, I will. Um, okay, cool. I uh, I think that's I think that about uh, takes us to the end of this one. I think um, so. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all right all right a good adventure well uh naomi you're gonna you're gonna come back and talk with us some more tomorrow i am indeed all right awesome beautiful well uh we will be back tomorrow in the meantime you can go check out the spider-man minute friendly neighborhood listener group where naomi has promised to uh post this uh this video <laughs> Um, so you'll have, uh, some extracurricular material there and that's really all that is. It's extra, it's extracurricular material and, and community and, uh, all kinds of just, fun yeah. stuff. So. Just a bit of zhuzh. Yeah. So, so go, go join the, go join the listener group on Facebook and, uh, talk with us there and we'll be back tomorrow with minute 67. Bye everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.